Leaning Toward Wisdom, the podcast. I'm sick of following my dreams, man. I'm just going to ask where they're going and hook up with them later. Mitch Hedberg. Greetings and welcome inside the yellow studio. My name is Randy Kentrell. I'm your host here. Mitch was a witty guy. We're going to talk about hooking up with our dreams. The website is leaning toward wisdom.com. Jack Handy. If you're old school and you remember the Jack Handy segments on Saturday Night Live, this was a great one. Before you criticize someone, you should walk a mile in their shoes. That way, when you criticize them, you're a mile away from them and you have their shoes. <laughs> By the way, Jack Handy is a real person. He's a Texan. He's a funny guy. He sounds like the kind of guy I'd like to hang around, hang around with. Yeah, quotes got me started on this. In fact, that Mitch Hedberg quote is what got this whole thing started of hooking up with our dreams. Anonymous. Insomnia sharpens your math skills because you spend all night calculating how much sleep you'll get if you're able to fall asleep right now. I can attest that that is absolutely positively true. I do it every single night. Every night. I'm at a place in life where errands are starting to count as going out. That's another anonymous one. <laughs> And I can relate to that one too. Listen, proof that anonymous is the most clever of all people. Besides, I have already told you that anonymous gave us my all time favorite quote. Everything is hard until it's easy age, experience, wisdom. It's the trio of brilliance. Well, okay. It's the trio of something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not brilliance. George Burns said, you know, you're getting old when you stoop to tie your shoelaces and wonder what else you could do while you're down there. <laughs> oh man, alive. Okay. Let's talk about hooking up with our dreams. Let's assume that Mitch had it right. The boy died too young. I'm sick of following my dreams, man. I'm just going to ask where they're going and hook up with them later. I mean, it's not only witty, but it is kind of genius to think if, if you could, if you could ask your dreams where they're going, so you could connect with them. So you could hook up with them later. I mean, how, how cool would it be? But let's talk about dreams. We've been talking about dreams, all this ideal outcome talk and everything else. Yeah, it's dream talk. It's not dream talk in the sense of fantastical, wishful thinking. 
Well, I guess it could be, but that's not how I mean it. I mean it in more concrete terms than that. I mean it in more of planning. I mean it in more of taking meaningful action to go in that direction. Doesn't mean it's a guarantee that you're going to achieve it, that you're going to hook up with the dream. You may not, but this much is sure. If you don't get out of bed, if you don't get off the sofa, if you don't start taking some action, it ain't going to happen. That much is sure. So let's work from the premise that we've got a bigger commitment to our dreams than that, that we're not just sitting down with a notepad or a word processor open on our computer or whatever else. And we're just writing things down or even worse yet. We're not even getting that far. Now I'm not one of these people that says it's not, it's not really a goal unless it's written down. I, I don't buy that. I do happen to be a person who writes it down and I kind of need that visceral. I like physical notebooks and pens and stuff. And, but that's me. I'm other people may prefer, you know, there's all these electronic note things now. I'm really fond of, I'm, I look at them with great amazement. I've never tried one. There's one that guy Kawasaki, he of X Apple fame. There's one that he's behind, or I don't know, maybe he even founded the company for all I know. And I hear people tout this thing. I, I still just give me, give me paper and give me a pen. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I did buy a month or so ago and I did it primarily for zoom calls because there's this whiteboard feature on zoom. Do you, you use zoom or teams or something? Well, the whiteboard feature on some of these, I've never really used it. And I was in a situation where I kind of wanted to, and I thought, I really don't have any way to do that. So these little graphical tablets, USB connection, they've got a little stylus, you know, really hard to just use a regular mouse to try to draw or write a number or a letter, a word. It was like 45 bucks. So I Googled and I did all the, I did, I did one night of insomnia. I did research on these things. And I'm like, you know, I'm not wanting to do hardcore CAD kind of stuff, computer aided design. I'm not wanting to do, I'm not wanting to draw cartoons. I'm not, I'm not wanting to do anything nearly that refined. I just, I would like to use the, the electronic whiteboard feature on zoom. And so that sent me down the bunny trail of teachers during the pandemic who were using zoom to teach. And, and of course they're on a budget. They don't want to spend a boatload of money and they don't want to do any of this hardcore graphical kind of stuff any more than I do. And so I got one that was highly rated amongst that crowd. And I thought, well, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm wanting. I'm just wanting to do it for illustration purposes and write numbers and write words and, and things. I haven't really played with it that much. I, I can tell it's going to take some getting used to, 
But I thought it's under 50 bucks. Worth giving it a try. Paper and pen, though, they're just, there's still something about paper, paper and pen. I even thought about, you know, I could aim my webcam down at my hands instead of showing my, my face and, and just blow off the whiteboard thing. And I could, I could, but the whole tactile experience of pen and paper, I, I like it. I like it. I'm old school that way. But I don't subscribe to the notion that if you haven't written it down, whether it's digital or analog, then it doesn't exist or it's not really a goal. It's just a dream. I don't know whoever came up with that, but I think that's hogwash. I know people who are able to hold something in their mind. They just may not write things down, just may not be how they roll. And so we're going to diminish their ideal outcome because, well, you, you didn't write that down anywhere. Where did you write that down? Why didn't you write it down? I mean, come on. We so love to judge everybody over every little peddly thing. It's unbelievable. But I like Mitch's idea. I like it a lot. I'm just going to ask where they're going and hook up with them later. Well, or hook up with them as soon as you can. That'd be kind of more my ideal outcome. If they're there, I'd hey, get me there as quick as you can. So let's talk about our dreams. Let's talk about what, what we're doing to pursue them. And let me start off with kind of a true confession. So I'm sitting here contemplating selling a house. Yeah, the house where I live. Contemplating selling this house. Kind of sort of wanting to do it. And it's like, well, wh- wh- but where are you going to go? So talking to a broker friend of mine in another state. And she says, you know, when, when we take a listing on of somebody wanting to sell their home, the first thing we ask is, well, where are you going to go? Because she said so many people, they don't have a place to go. And increasingly people are they're They're finding these alternative things, these alternative solutions for, well, where are you going to go? Got nowhere to go. And some are buying RVs. Um, I mean, they're, they're just doing whatever they have to do because they know they want to sell, but they don't necessarily want to buy not right now. And so it's okay. Well, in this intermediate period of time, what are you going to do? So I'm, I'm kind of scouring the area and I'm thinking, okay, well, what do we know? We don't want to buy. So, okay, well then that means, okay, well, you're going to rent. So do you want to rent a house? Do you want to rent a condo? Do you want to rent a townhouse? You want to rent an apartment? What do you, you know, what do you want to do? And then you start hopping down those bunny trails and then it kind of gets depressing and you're like, well, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. And it dawned on me, there's big time resistance to our dreams and it's not just our effort and it's not just our clarity of purpose or intent or actions to take. It's just resistance of all kinds sick of following my dreams, man. I just want to ask where they're going and hook up with them later. 
it just oozes of the resistance when Mitch crafted that joke and parts of it aren't, aren't really a joke. There's, there's a real battle here. There's a real grind to this. And sometimes just staying the course, for instance, ah, forget it. You know, let's just, we'll just, let's, we won't, let's not sell the house. Let's just stay put, but staying put means okay forget the dream just put that dream over in the closet and forget about it and let's let's just stay the course because it's comfortable it's what you know it's familiar it doesn't involve all the upheaval of your life like moving does i'm not sure what move it was it was one of many one of the many umpteenth moves that I have made over the course of my life. And somebody commented that moving, they had read some article. I'm sure I've seen one. I just can't recall it. That the pangs of moving was something akin to death and divorce. I'm not sure about that. Of course, I haven't died and I haven't divorced. So there is that, but it's a pain. I, I, there's no two ways about it. it. It's, it's a pain. Now I'm at a point in my life where certain thoughts about it are kind of liberating, like getting rid of a whole bunch of stuff. And I keep talking about this, but the whole, I'm really in love with the notion of minimalism. I, I'm not, I've said it repeatedly. I'm not a practicing minimalist, but in my head, I'm kind of in love with the idea of it. I just haven't done it yet. And quite frankly, probably never will not in the true classical sense, but I want to embrace parts of it and jettison an awful lot of this stuff. You ever feel burdened kind of by the stuff you ever dream and kind of being free of some of the, yeah, I do. I do every day, every day. I'm not doing much about it yet but i'm working on it i'm working on it there is something to hooking up with our dreams and doing that in our head and then taking some action and then kind of checking ourselves so i get out Rhonda's like well go check this place out so i get in the car and i plan on i plan on going to check out one of these apartment complexes it's it's virtually brand new and and i know it's okay it's not in the absolute best part of town but i i'm driving by now there's just a boatload of road construction i mean there's so much road construction it's like how how do you even get how do you even get in and out of this place there was another place a little further on down and a little further on down, the road construction had already been completed. And, man, it was great. I mean, brand-new four-lane road. The, it was great. It was just great. And, of course, it was significantly more appealing. I drive, I drive by that place. And, I no, I didn't get out. I didn't look at any floor plans or anything. But I'm sitting here, and I'm driving through this thing. I'm, I'm in this area, and I'm looking at these places at least from the street. And I'm like, 
It's just <laughs> uh, maybe I need to maybe I need to think about this dream. Maybe I need to maybe I need to rethink this. This this is not appealing to me at all. You've had this happen to you. You think you want something, and then you start down you start hopping down that bunny trail, and you're like, eh, okay, this seems so much better in my head. And as I'm doing that, and I'm driving, then I'm driving back home, and I'm thinking. It's just resistance. It's just resistance. It doesn't mean that these are the options. It doesn't mean that these are the only options. It doesn't mean that these are the best or the most ideal options. These were two options that I happened to get out to check on. And what I concluded is the dream hasn't changed, but the means to get there may have. Cause I ain't saying yes to these, these are not, these are not going to be options. I'm just removing these from my dream, my goal, my objective, my ideal outcome. My ideal outcome is not going to include either of these places as options. Well, that's very different than thinking something is going to be the part of the solution and the minute you go investigate that part of the solution and you think well i'm not really wild about that and all of a sudden you just hang up the whole dream no i mean who does that we we've got to push back we got we got to push back we we just can't let the resistance just defeat us that quickly can we and i started thinking about my resilience and I started thinking about determination and I started to think about, and I, I think this is smart by the way. In fact, well, I'll go you one better. I think this is wise. It is leaning toward wisdom. After all, I do think that it's wise for us to take a look at ourselves in those circumstances when we do encounter that kind of resistance and to rethink, okay, is this what I want? Is this really what I want? And true confession i immediately started that's where my head went that's where my emotions went and i kept thinking okay well do i really want to do this do we really do i really want to sell this house do i really want to leave this neighborhood do i really want to and do i well more appropriately and do i want to do it for the reason that i i say i want to do it because basically i want to finance these other things that i i want to do and that Rhonda wants to do what well, we say we do. Do we? Do we? Is, is, is this what we want? And you get to be, well, I started to say you get to be our age, but we've done this all of our lives. Even when we were young, there's the practical. And then there's, I won't say the impractical because we just don't pursue things that are impractical, but there's the practical meaning the real hardcore practicality of a thing. And then there's the, okay, well, is that really what we want to do? And sometimes those get really mishmashed together. For instance, at our age, here we are in Texas. I have said to you before, I've gone on record that property taxes in Texas are criminally high. So we think, well, okay, we sell the house and now we are burdened with this criminally high property tax on a house that we already own. Well, that's not only appealing from a 
practical perspective, but at our age, that's a pretty reasonable dream. That's a pretty reasonable objective. That's a pretty reasonable goal. I'll go on record and tell you that I predict in the next decade, if Texas doesn't figure something out, if, if the, if the officials that run the state, the elected officials, if they don't get some kind of a handle on this, you are going to see an increasing number of older citizens who have owned their home for years. You're going to see more and more of them displaced because they're not going to be able to afford the tax bill. That's you probably didn't hear that here first. And because I'm sure many other people are echoing the same thing, but it's coming, it's coming. There've been countless I've read easily a dozen different so-called experts, economists, and so forth who predict that in the next 10 to 20 years, the Dallas-Fort Worth area is, is, not, is not going to be what it is today. What it is today is it is considered a, a, an affordable place. And so you've got companies coming here and people moving here, and, and it's affordable. It's, it's, it's quickly getting to be unaffordable. And I don't, I don't see that reversing, but... What do I know? I could be wrong. It happens. Me being wrong, that is. But I digress. The practicality of our dreams, do you how much do you stretch? I guess is is the issue there. Are are you do you stretch a lot in your dreams? With your goals, your objectives? Most of us don't. It could be argued maybe we don't stretch as much as we should, as much as we could. I'm not going to throw rocks at that myself. It seems to me that the way my mind works and the way my emotions work, stretch but get within reach and then rinse and repeat. And I guess that might be different if you just, okay, I'm just going to stretch a little bit and then, and then be satisfied. Yeah, I'm, I'm not wired that way. I wish I were. And when I talk about not being satisfied, don't misunderstand. Don't mis don't mistake that for discontentment. It's not for me. It's not a feeling of discontentment. It's just a feeling of that can be better. <laughs> we, we can do that better. We, I can make that better. Some personality assessments like disc, they call it refiner. You know, you're just constantly kind of tweaking and, and refining. That's very much how it feels for me. It doesn't feel like, well, just, you know, aim for the stars kind of a thing. Well, let's, let's aim for higher and let's work our way toward the stars. That kind of feels, that, that feels good to me. I'd be happy to quantum leap it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, let's take a rocket ship and let's go ahead and get there if we can. But the practical part of me kind of prevents that. So I think all of this hooking up with our dreams is we, we are at the focal point of this. I mean, it, number one, it's our dream. And maybe like me, 
you've got somebody really important in your life and you share a dream, but yet you're wired differently. Rhonda and I are wired very, very differently. And the things that may, I may fret about and that may concern me, she may not and vice versa. And so when you're in the, the boat together, trying to connect with a dream, trying to make something happen, the process matters. The whole part, the whole process of hooking up with the dream, it really matters. So for us, okay, well, you're going to sell the house. Okay. Well then what are you going to do? And okay. And then what are you going to do? And okay. And then what are you going to do? What's, what's the end game? And what, what is, what do these timelines look like? And you start having all of these conversations and it can be very easy to just think, oh, well, the whole thing just sounds daunting. Let's just forget it. <laughs> do you want to do that though? Do you want to do that with something that, I mean, how, if you don't want it, if you, it's fine. If you don't want it any more than that, then you can, you can, at the first sign of resistance, you can say, nah, forget it. You can tap out on your dream at any point. The dream does not have to get you in a chokehold. You know, the dream can just put you in an uncomfortable position and you can say, nah, I'm out, I'm out, I'm done. And many people do. It could be argued that maybe the masses of us do, which is perhaps why we don't achieve anymore. It's why we don't reach these dreams that we have. Maybe. Possible. Now, I'm not saying I want to endure being choked out. I'm not, I'm not saying that I want somebody to put me in a stress hold and break my leg or break my arm. <laughs> It's like, well, if you're not willing to endure that for your dream, then how, you don't want it bad enough. Well, okay. You know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not out to pursue a dream and get hurt or get killed in the process. That what's the point in that it's, it's kind of strange to me, uh, during the wee hours of the morning when, when I'm the house is completely still and quiet and dark and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about what I'm hoping to pursue. And I really start to question wrong word. I really start to pose the question. Okay. Why do I want this? It's not that I'm questioning the dream. I'm just, I'm asking the question. Why, why and why this and why now and why that way? Cause there's a million different things to pursue. There's a million different ways to pursue any one of those things. Why this? Why now? Why this way? And I do take the time to answer those. And I, and I answer them. I've got answers. I've got answers for the dream that I'm chasing and that I want to pursue. I can tell you that after having lived with it for this long now, a few years, if it doesn't happen, then what? So if you just want to find out where your dream's going and hook up with it later, okay, what if you don't? What if you don't hook up with it ever? Does it, is it going to wreck everything? How are you going to feel then? 
You ever completely felt like a failure because you were trying to connect with a dream and you just, for whatever reason, you just couldn't? And what if it wasn't failure? What if it, you know, God, I hate to say it, but I'm going to. I mean, what if it, what if it wasn't meant to be? What, what if you dodged a bullet? You didn't know it at the time. It didn't feel that way at the time. It felt like complete colossal failure. But what if, what if with a little bit of time, it turns out that's not what it was at all? I don't believe that everything works out for the best. Sorry, I don't. I'm not that crazy or idealistic. But sometimes it does. There have been some pretty creative novels and stories written I can't remember who the author was, but there, my, my wife was telling me I didn't, I hadn't read it, but she read it or had listened to the audio version of it. And it was a story of, and I think there were four different versions. It was, it was one story and here was one version and then here was another version and here was a yet a different version of like a, a, a change in direction caused by one fateful decision. One decision made the outcome completely different and turned it into maybe it was three, three or four different stories. Same people, same situations, just a different decision each time. And as a result, the outcome completely different. And when you get to be older, you just got more of those. You've got more of those passages of time and you've got more of those crossroads to go back and look at and say, well, when I was here, here's what I decided. Now here's the problem that we've got with real living. Unlike the novelist, we can't always necessarily go back and ascribe a single decision with getting us to whatever the outcome was. And we've also got the added burden in real life that we only know the outcome of the choices and the decisions we did make. The problem that we all suffer is this ideal version of what it might have been like had we not, if we made a different decision, if we would have made a different decision, it would have worked out swimmingly. You don't know that. You assume that. You only know how it worked out. Because the decisions you did make, the actions you did take, you can think all you want that, oh, it would have been so much better if I would have done this or would have done that. The truth is you don't know. Now, there could be some exceptions to that. I mean, the prisons are filled with men and women who got it wrong, absolutely got it wrong in real time. And they think, man, if, if I wouldn't have done that, well, of course it would have worked. If you're in prison, it would have worked out better. But the everyday kinds of decisions, and even the ones that aren't everyday, the ones that are bigger than every day, should I have taken that job? Should we have sold that house and moved and bought this other house? Should I have taken this class, which set me on that career path and there's all these kinds of seemingly momentous decisions that we make and we think, well, man alive, if, if I wouldn't have taken that job, but instead I would have taken that other job, it would have worked out so much better for me. 
that's one of those situations where you just don't know. You don't know. You can theorize, and, and maybe your theory is right, and maybe it's not. Other than trying to go back and to assess how did I make that decision and why did I make that decision and what can I learn from making that decision, I just don't know how profitable it is to go back, especially in the context of this topic today of hooking up with our dreams, of, of trying to replay that and trying to agonize over that and, and then feeling, well, it didn't happen for me. So I, I'm, I'm a colossal failure. I think I said in the last episode talking about income and how I'm, I'm absolutely guilty of looking in the mirror and ascribing my own worth based on my income. I, I, I just do. And I always have Ted trash. I know it's head trash, but that doesn't remove it and telling me, Hey, you know, that's head trash. <laughs> well, that, 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 that doesn't help. Yeah. I know it's head trash. I know it's my head trash, but there's still something. There's still something in me that feels that way. And you've got things in you that feel a certain way. You got dreams and aspirations. And if they don't happen, you're going to feel a certain way. And I think many of us, maybe even most of us feel like a failure. I don't know. It's not my default behavior. Maybe it is yours. And if it is, then I'm, I'm proud for you. My default behavior. If I, if I can't make something happen, my default behavior goes to failure. My default behavior does not go to, well, it's just as well that that didn't work out because there's no telling what kinds of trouble I avoided. <laughs> I, I don't have that much wisdom. Maybe you do. I just immediately ascribe it to my own, my own failings. I didn't, I didn't measure up. I couldn't make it happen. I failed. My default isn't to think that, well, that's going to work out for the best, nor is my default behavior to think, well, I was aiming too high. I should, I shouldn't have aimed too high. I know people like that. I know people they're, they're not thinking of, oh, well, man, bullet dodged, but they do immediately start thinking. I knew I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have aimed that high. (laughs) Well, I don't think either one of those things, I don't think the goal or the dream was too lofty. I don't think that I'm necessarily going to be inherently better off because I failed at it, but I do absolutely positively think I failed at it. Now what? And it doesn't mean that I'm giving up by the way. I mean, I can hang in there and endure failure with the best of them. (laughs) It's just, it's that whole thing of trying to figure it out, man. It's like, how can we figure this out? I get this. It's, There are days that I feel like, and I am so not wired to be a Rubik's cube solver, but there are times that, have you seen this? Have you seen the, I don't know what brought this. Well, the Rubik's cube brought it up. He's juggling three Rubik's cubes. He solves three Rubik's cubes in the span of minutes while juggling them. I I, I wouldn't even be able to turn. I wouldn't even be able to turn them. 
while juggling. Well, of course you got to, you got to know to juggle and I don't know how to juggle. So there's that, but it's like some people are wired for it. I'm not, I'm not wired to, you could give me all day. And unless you let me take it apart and cheat, I'm not going to solve a Rubik's cube. You kidding me? Ain't happening. Ain't happening. My, my brain just doesn't work that way. Well, it could be argued that my brain doesn't work period, but that's a whole nother topic. Well, that's a whole nother podcast is what that is. My brain doesn't work.com. I don't know if there's such a website. Don't go there. There's no telling what there's no telling what that would produce. So sorry. I even mentioned it. What do you do? What do you do when you're trying to hook up with a dream and it's just not happening? It's not happening fast enough, or it's not happening at all. You can't, you don't even see signs that you're moving in that direction or, or you're like my current situation, our current situation, me and Rhonda. And you're like, well, okay, here's what we, here's what we want to do. Here's what we think we want to do. Big, big operative word there. Here's what we think we want to have happen. How can you be sure? I don't know. I mean, I can tell you for us, it's okay. Live with it for a while. I think rule number one for us is don't be impulsive. Okay. Well, neither of us are impulsive. We're just, we're just not impulsive people. So that's out the window. So, okay. If we're not impulsive, then we're going to, we're living with it for a while. We're going to think about it for a while. A lot of questions. Uh, who do we trust? So a lot of conversation with our son, for instance, a lot of conversation with a few other people, not many, but one or two and thinking it through, thinking it through and hopefully getting people that will, they'll ask the question or two or three, not looking for people to throw cold water on it just for the sake of throwing cold water on it, but people that will caringly challenge it. Of course, of course, if it, if it will not withstand the rigors of somebody who cares about you to challenge it, to make sure a, that it's what you want to do B that it's good for you. And maybe you should flip those. Well, then what's the point? You know, what's the point of getting any input if you're not going to get that kind of input so that you can figure this out? We're pretty convinced that what we want to do is the right thing to do, not just the right thing uh, for us to do, but the time to do it is right. I mean, we're, we're fairly locked and loaded on all of that. I think what we are enduring, the resistance that we're currently enduring and hooking up with our dreams is one that you might be able to relate to. And that is just the, the tough sledding that you have to do to get there. And it's not that it's undoable. It's not that it's, Oh, we can, there's no way we can do this. It's not that. It's just a dread. It is just a sense of dread of doing it. Well, let me give you a concrete example. When you've been married for 44 and a half years and you've got this much of life and you have accumulated just stuff and you know, we just, we got to just, we need to get rid of some of this stuff. The process of getting rid of the stuff. I can't tell that is a constant topic of conversation. 
because we're both just dreading the process. Well, is that impossible? Of course it's not impossible. How difficult is it? Well, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, we're, we're not, it, it's, there's no, it's not, it's just, it's this enormous mental hurdle though, right? It might as well be a 30 foot wall that you have to scale it without any rope. And it's like, well, that just seems impossible. It's not like that though. It's incredibly possible. Not only is it possible, we both know she and I both know it's doable. We just have to do it. But whether it's losing weight, whether it's getting fit, whether it's, and those are the two things that kind of leap to my mind. It's for most of us. It's not like we don't know what to do. We just don't want to do it. It's hard. It's hard. It's easier to just stay the course. It's easier to just stay fat and out of shape. We could get fit. We could trim up, but it's going to take work. Oh, it's going to take a lot of work. I don't want to do that. Just let me sit here. Hey, and bring me a bag of chips while you're up. <laughs> that's what it is. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but you and I both know that's what it is. Now think about this. Let's think about this. I'm sick of following my dreams, man. I just want to ask where they're going and hook up with them later. I'm sick of thinking about the effort I got to put in. I'm sick of thinking about the work I got. I don't want to move. It's entropy. We get comfortable. So we've been in this house for 20 some odd years and yeah, it's every day. It's what you see every day. It's what you know. And then there's the thought, okay, well, this goes away. This goes away. Looking out these doors, looking out these windows, looking at these trees, looking at these lizards, looking at this stuff. This is not what I'll be looking at. Well, that's not terribly fun <laughs> to think about. Okay. But what are you chasing? Are you chasing something? Come on, you're chasing something different or it wouldn't be what you it wouldn't be your dream. You would have already hooked up with your dream if if you were living it. So you're clearly not living it. Okay, well if this is better than that, then why are you dreaming about it? Forget that dream. Accept the fact that you're in your dream. You've hooked up with your dream. You were just too stupid to know you had already connected with it. Cross my mind. Not lying to you. It crossed my mind. Well, what if what's wrong with this dream? Well, I, I very quickly came up with a number of things. I'm not going to bore you with them, but Ron and I both did. We came up with a number of, of things. Well, it staying put it doesn't get us this and it doesn't do that and it doesn't do this other thing and it doesn't accomplish this other thing and it doesn't help this other thing come to pass and it's like well okay well so it's clear we need to do this it's also clear that we're not enjoying the process okay well is there anything wrong with that no i don't think there's anything wrong with that i think it just means we're human i think it means that the status quo is the status quo and we're entrenched we're entrenched and when you're entrenched, it's, it can be difficult to get unentrenched, especially when you're doing this voluntarily, 
pay attention to the people that have made some really dramatic changes and pay attention to the impetus because in many, many cases, what you will find is you will find that the impetus was some imposition. Somebody got fired. Somebody died, some financial disaster, some health disaster. I mean, something happened that buckled their knees. Something happened that grabbed them by the, the lapels and provoked the change. And we could insert in, in place of change in some cases we could not in all cases, but in some cases we could insert the words growth improvement because they had to no choice or apparently no choice. Okay. Well, that's not our circumstance. So now what? Well, now that means that you have to do that for yourself. Now it means if you're going to hook up with your dreams, you're going to have to grab yourself by the lapels and you're going to have to shake yourself enough so that you take the action. It's not good enough to just sit there and go, I really want that. And I really want that more than this. Years ago, I did, I, I lost a decent amount of weight and somebody had passed on the phrase to me, nothing tastes as good as thin feels. Okay. It's a pretty shallow quote. I get it, but I also understood it, but it's not always true. Nothing tastes as good as thin feels. That may be true in a longer term situation, but right here, right now with a sleeve of Oreo cookies and a vanilla shake. No, I don't have one. I don't have either one of those things sitting here, but if I did, I could have that quote plastered all over the room. The yellow studio could have that on every wall, on the ceiling, the floors, on all the monitors, nothing tastes as good as thin fills. And I'm still going to want to eat the sleeve of Oreo cookies and, and drink the vanilla shake. It's the way life works. So I don't think it's so much this issue or this challenge of, well, you must not want the dream. You must not want that more than you want what you already have. Cause if you did, then you would pursue that. I, that's a real simplistic view of it. And I just don't think life is that simplistic. I, I things are way more complicated than that. The things that I want, I really want but then insert comfort, insert status quo, insert familiarity, insert history, insert memories, insert a place that's been home for a long, long time. And it's kind of, it's kind of part of you. It just is. And dealing with that, and resolving all that and becoming somebody different, albeit better, is not easy work. It is just not easy work. So we insert some humor and we think about Jack Handy. <laughs> Walk a mile in somebody's shoes before you criticize them because that way when you criticize them, you're a mile away from them. And you have their shoes. Be nice if we could do that with our goals and our dreams. Be nice to be able to, we just need to get some distance. We need to get a mile away and then two miles away. Because if we don't get away from our present, how are we ever going to get closer to hooking up with our dreams? 
Well, I wish I had the answer, but I don't. Well, I kind of do. I know that we got to let go of one thing in order to grab a hold of something else. And if the thing that we want to grab a hold of is the dream, then that means the status quo, we've got to say goodbye to it. And sometimes it's just, it's just not easy to say goodbye. It's not easy to say goodbye. Sometimes it's not easy to say goodbye to things that we really know we ought to say goodbye to. But when you're thinking about the things like I'm thinking about and talking about, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying goodbye to something that's injurious, that's toxic, that's harmful. I'm just saying bye to a phase, an era. And age probably does have something to do with it. There may be a flexibility and a pliability that we have when we're younger. I don't know. I've never been this age before. So I got that going for me. But I know that if I'm going to get to the next chapter, then I got to be willing to I got to be willing to write a conclusion to this chapter. And I guess for me and for Rhonda, I guess the challenge is how do we want to conclude this chapter? We have both figured out we do want to conclude this chapter. And you got to come to that first. Do you want to conclude the chapter? Do you want to end the chapter and get on to a new one? The answer for us is yes. Now the challenge is, okay, how? How do we want to end this one so that we can begin the next one? Because you can't get the cart before the horse. LeaningTowardWisdom.com. My name is Randy Cantrell. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. Studio.